Hi, my name is Tina, and I talk a lot. So I figured I may as well put these vocal cords to good use. You know what? This isn't my first podcast, but it just might be my last. See, my passions are probably not unlike yours. They're plentiful and kind of all over the place. I can hardly be defined by one area of expertise when it comes to my business. And I love things like wiener dogs, a good game night, and books. All the books. So honestly, it just made sense to brand me. This brings us to the show. Tina talks a lot. I think you may just get a kick out of it. Welcome to episode 131, Build It, But Will They Come? Now, in episode 123 called Build It, we discussed how to get your email list just started, what platform to use, a bit on how to create a lead magnet or an opt-in, whatever you want to call it. And I heard from many of you, people uh, in person shared with me, I loved that episode, but once it's built, will they come? (laughs) Or I heard, hey, I built it. I built it a long time ago and it's sitting there with, you know, like my mom and my bestie as the only people that have subscribed. So (laughs) there's a chance that you feel the exact same way. You've created this lead magnet, this this thing of value, and now, yay, it sits there and your email list is not growing. So let's chat on how we can actually expand that and grow your email. Now, I love discussing this topic, but there are experts that specifically focus on this one topic. They are out there. A couple of them that I do like to follow for for their advice in this area are Amy Porterfield and Jenna Kutcher. Both of them have really dialed in on this. They have courses. They also have like opt-ins that you can get for free. Um, I will warn you though, once you get on their email list, it's very easy to make a purchase from them because they're so good at marketing. Now, I am going to make an assumption here in this episode that you already have an opt-in. So we're not going to create that within this episode. I'm going to assume you have it. Now, if you're listening to the show and you're thinking, yeah, I don't have it, uh, but you want to keep listening and you want to dial in a little bit more to understand what the next steps will be once you create an opt-in, keep listening or push pause and jump back to episode 123. So something that you want to think about, of course, when you are creating that opt-in, that it needs to be really, really valuable. It's something that people really, really want. So pause right now and think what you created in that opt-in. Is it actually what your people want, need, desire? Maybe your niche has changed, your direction of your business has changed, maybe your business has changed, and you need to do a little bit of a revamp. This one piece does need to be something that people are actually asking you for. Now, this will engage them in your brand. You're not selling in this, just so we're super, super clear. You know, this could be a quick download, a guide, a video sequence. There's so many options. I just remember that you're dousing on the value over and over and over again. You're creating that no like and trust factor with your peeps. Now, you got this beautiful lead magnet, opt-in, 
download, whatever you want to call it. And now you have to promote it, right? You can't just build it and think, ah, they're going to come. We got to have that second part in there. So you may not be thinking of an opt-in as something you could use in person, but I'm going to actually start there and give you some simple ideas of ways that you can also use this beautiful lead magnet when you are seeing people face-to-face. One of the first ones is at a vendor event. Yes, they are coming back. And actually tonight, as I'm recording this, one of the leaders within my organization is going to a vendor event uh, with a whole holistic um, you know, functional medicine group. And she's going to have a booth set up to talk about doTERRA oils. And oftentimes when someone walks past you know, a vendor booth, if they're interested, right, they'll go over and talk and they may grab some literature and take it with them. I don't know, statistically, you know, across the board, how many people actually follow up on that. But in my experience, it's pretty low. You need to actually receive their information. And when you have something of value, it's easier to receive it, right? So a lot of people will do maybe a drawing or anything like that. Well, I'm not really looking for people that just want something like a free oil, right? Or whatever giveaway I have at my table. I want to give them something of more value. So in this example, we actually are giving people a free essential oil class. It's a one-on-one delivered to them via text message. So that's their opt-in. Now they'll receive that person's uh, text, right? Their, their, um, their cell phone. So that is an opt-in. Yes. The lead magnet, the opt-in piece of it is an oil class. Could that be done with an email? For sure. Uh, we were just looking at the stats on the texting side of things and seeing, you know, texts are open a lot more than an email. So you can really do this either email or texting or both. We do both. I do both. Now, another way to use a lead magnet in person is at a front desk, whether you have a brick and mortar or you're collaborating with someone that does having a quick little sign up sheet for people to write down. Now, best case scenario, the person at that desk actually knows what it is and talks to people about it on a regular basis. I work with another chiropractor and there are different times that we toss out a little sheet for people to do a sign in. And that person at the front desk is so educated on it that they ask every single person. You can imagine we get a lot more people to opt into this quote unquote freebie when someone is pointing it out. Another way is that if you have an in-person education, and so for, for me in my business, right, in my current business at doTERRA, we have quite a few in-person classes. I just had one last night with one of my leaders, and we were, uh, it was with her close connections, her close family. And so at that point, does she really need to do some sort of opt-in, a way to get their uh, email or text? Maybe not, but let's say one of them decided to host a class for her and she doesn't know them. For example, her aunt was there. So if her aunt said, you know what, I will support you and I will host an oil class for all of my girlfriends. Well, chances are her niece isn't going to know all of her people. So she'll go to the class, teach it. And there will be a couple people more than likely that will say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to take this information and I will follow back up with you. And then the same thing happens like a vendor event. It doesn't always pan out. And so getting that person's information 
is so helpful and you give them value in return. So she would say, you know what? I have this uh, beautiful little sheet. Uh, you can put your email or your cell phone on there and I will send you a recap of this class so that you have it forever. Do you want it in email form or text form? And you can simply send it out. Now, kind of put that in your business, give an example within your niche. I can just share currently mine right now. So let's move to online. Obviously, this is more common. This is probably more of what you'd be thinking about when you're thinking of a lead mag magnet, but I wanted to make sure I touched on that in-person stuff for. So one of the problems with an online uh, experience like this is that many people create it and then they just announce it, right? You create, take all this time to create this lead magnet and follow-up emails and, and all that beautiful stuff. It's designed, maybe you even paid someone to help you, and now you announce it, and you think that's enough. And you feel like you maybe announced it a few times, and that also feels like enough, right? And so a few of the people that had shared with me and asked me, hey, you know, I don't really know how to get in more people's you know, uh, you know, in front of more people or to get more people to sign up, like, how do you get that to happen? I simply told them, I didn't even know you had one. What is it about? And we're closely connected. That means you're not sharing it enough, right? So in episode 75, I go over what it means to promote versus just announce something. So I definitely would tune into that episode. So now I gave you two to-dos. If you haven't done so already, listen to episode 123 called Build It and episode 75 called um, Are You Promoting? or just announcing. I'll give you like a little snippet into this is that promoting is going to look like you're talking about this lead magnet, this opt-in over and over and over and over and over again. And honestly, to the point that people are possibly sick of it, right? If they're not in your niche, they're going to be like, girlfriend talks about this way too much. I'm out. If they're in your niche, they are going to for sure opt in on the second, third, fourth, or fifth time that you announce it or promote it, I should say. And then they're going to tell other people about it. And that's when you have that like referral magic, right? They're telling other people about something you're offering. I think that is where the gold is. Now you have started to get people to say yes to you, right? Now, although it's free, you can then in start introducing other things. Maybe it's a small item. Maybe it's a attend, you know, attend a class in my example. Maybe uh, you're like other uh, people in, in the marketing space will, will offer something at a really low price, right? The next thing they offer them is like a $9, uh, you know, download or education or challenge or something like that. Now I'm not going to get totally into that next level just, just yet, but that is just a little snippet of how to keep them saying yes. If you get them yes, say yes to some of the free things of value, they continue to know, like, and trust you. Now you can start introducing some things where you are actually charging them for your services or the products that you sell. Now you must talk about it and you must talk about it in a way that people literally can't live without it, or they can't do their business without this information that you are giving them. You want to do these things, honestly, before you stick money in an ad behind it. Many people I have had come to me when I had my marketing design company, or even now, um, they'll, they'll mention, oh, you know, I should really do some ads. 
I'm like, you haven't really exhausted all of your hot and warm market that you already have. That would be more of a cold marketing strategy. And why not tap into the free side of things first? Now, I may be on an island here, uh, but I know that many of you listening to this either are just starting a business or you're, you're not making enough in your business right now to dump a bunch of money into ads and just hope that they work out. Now, if you talk to people about their ad experience, uh, it can be a little bit dicey. And so I just want to say, do all of these things, exhaust all of these areas before you're dumping money into some sort of ad campaign. Now, one big tip that I have here, when you are in this promoting uh, portion of the business, or I guess the side of, you know, really sharing it when you're here in this moment and you're like, well, what am I going to say to promote it over and over and over again? Right, Tina. So beautiful graphics are awesome. I love them. It's one of the degrees that I have is in graphic design. I adore beautiful graphics. I adore beautiful things. I think a lot of us do, and we're really attracted to it, but the more real that you can make your promotion, the better. So if it's always this perfect detailed designed item that you're promoting, it doesn't feel like there's a connection piece there. So some of the things you can do besides creating some great graphics is jump on lives, maybe do a video series to talk about it. Take a screenshot when someone signs up for it and thank them for jumping in, promote it like it's the best product you've ever ran across, but yet people get it for free. Now you wouldn't believe the things I have given my email up for. And over time, when I'm on their email list then, and I'm receiving emails after I opt in, I am truly in that no like trust with the person that I signed up with. Now, yes. Do I opt out of some? Of course I do, but a lot, I don't, I loved what they offered in their freebie. And I want to know more because I fall into their niche. Now I've given them my email. I'm receiving their emails on a regular basis. And you would probably be a little surprised at how many people I actually end up purchasing from once I've been on their list for a little while. And it might take a few times uh, before I push that purchase button. Now, I want you to get crystal clear on why people need this freebie that you've got or that you're creating. Sometimes we get really excited about something that we know or something we think we can add value in, but our customers aren't asking for it. Our clients don't need it. And we end up just wasting a lot of time. I really want you to understand what problem does it solve for them and tell them because they need to know what problem they have that you could actually uh, solve. Now, I have an example that is an actual product. Uh, It's not necessarily a freebie, right? But it's brilliant marketing and it will help you get some guidance in those next steps for presenting uh, whatever it is that you are promoting. I really think you can learn from this. So when Apple comes out with a new phone or a new product, you know it and you feel like you need it. Everyone knows it, even more so when Steve Jobs was around because he was the master promoter. You know, he has a book. Um, actually, he didn't write it. Someone else wrote it. It's called Presentation Secrets of Steve Jobs. And it is one of my most 
favorite books on presenting, which can be used across the board as you're creating live video and content to help deliver or offer something that you are launching or creating. He created things and promoted them and you remember them. Apple fan or not, or Steve fan or not, this guy was, he was a genius, a genius at marketing and sales. And I love to find people like him that have mastered a skill that I would like to level up on as well. Now, I hope you found this incredibly helpful. And again, jump back to episode 123, where we go in a bit more on how to create and start your email list and create an opt-in. And if you have more questions, it's one of those things that I feel like, oh, everybody knows this and they don't because I get questions from you. And I would love to keep this conversation going and dive into it even more. So if you have more questions, please let me know. My favorite all-time place to have a conversation is uh, over on Instagram. And you can find me over there at Tina Pettis. And that's T-E-N-A-P-E-T-T-I-S. I'm the only Tina Pettis out there. You can find me anywhere at Tina Pettis online. Hope you guys have a great day and we'll be back here next week.